Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 2, Episode 234 of this Daily Study Podcast. Interestingly, it's also our 450th episode since we started over a year ago, so um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're moving into uh, Helaman 1-6, to August 17-23, to and today we're focusing on Helaman Chapter 5, finishing off our look at the Pride Cycle. So as we get to the Helaman Chapter 5, things are not looking good uh, for the Nephites. Nephi delivers up uh, the judgment seat to a man who was called Caesarum, and it seems that perhaps Caesarum wasn't you know, the best person, but that's only because of what we see in verse 2. It says, For as their laws and their government were established by the voice of the people, and they who chose evil were more numerous than they who chose good, therefore they were well ripening for destruction, for the laws had become corrupted. So, so clearly, um, this is not a good stage for the Nephites. There's The majority are choosing evil rather than good. Uh, and I think that um, we see this pride cycle coming again to a stage where they are in deep in pride and wickedness. Um and so, you know, I think that we need to understand that we play a part, first of all, in the in the government and the laws around us. Cheryl Lynn May said this, quote, The saints must be concerned with the maintenance of personal freedom, which the Lord has indicated is essential to individual salvation and exaltation. We must not assume that since the Constitution embodies a divinely inspired political system, the machinery of checks and balances, separation of powers and other constitutional limitations will automatically preserve political and moral freedom for the individual. No prophets have made the prophets have made clear that no constitutional set of laws can by themselves protect a nation from corrupt leaders. Brigham Young remarked, no matter how good a government is, unless it is administered by righteous men, an evil government will be made out of it. Will, will be made of it. Close quote. Now, obviously, I live in the UK, uh, and we are in a situation where we our political leaders are stable at this moment, although things are, you know, very turbulent at this time. And obviously I'm very aware that many of our listeners will live in the US and obviously the coming months will be a very big time of change and decision uh, for the country as well. So, um, you know, I think that then this is no, by no means a political podcast, so uh, don't take anything from what I say to be a suggestion as to what to make a decision on. But, you know, doing all these things prayerfully and with the Lord, uh, Lord's uh, hand in your life will be important. And that's not to say the Lord will, you know, say this person is is my, you know, anointed person to be um, chosen. You know, I think that it's just for you individually what, what decision, decisions for your family need to be made. Um, but we move then into an interesting part because it's interesting to me why um, Mormon would state just how bad things are at this point in, in, the, in the narrative. And then he introduces the words that Nephi and Lehi had received from their father, Helaman. So Helaman, uh, we, uh, we know, has, has moved on now. And Nephi uh, was the, um, the chief judge, but now he stepped down and he remembers. And, ne- and, Le- and his brother, Lehi, remember the words that his fa- their father had said to them. And I think that the reason why this is put here is because this is a wonderful teaching on how to avoid pride. So in Helaman's words, how we avoid pride in verse six, he says, behold, my sons, I desire that you should remember to keep the commandments of God. And I would that you should declare unto the people these words. Um, so one of them is to keep the commandments. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, Robert L. Millett said this uh, about the importance of our role in our and our own responsibility in keeping the commandments. 
He said, quote, we are not assured of the highest heaven in the celestial world because of our parentage, surname or given name. Ancestry and heritage can guarantee nothing more than a great legacy, a memory and a motivation to goodness. To be sure, all of us, whether reared in the church or converts, are under covenant to be true to the shared heritage, to those who went before, who gave their lives that we might enjoy the privileges of church membership today. We have a moral obligation to be loyal to the royal within us, to be true to our good names, to bear them with dignity and fidelity, close quote. Helaman teaches about how, you know, they they are named after the original, you know, settlers of this land uh, that from that came from their, you know, ancestry, Nephi and his father Lehi. And of course, they are to remember the good from what they have done. But of course, remembering it is, is just the first step. Uh, we have to keep the commandments ourselves. And so I think that is a couple of things we can do to avoid pride. Remember the great sacrifices that people have made before us, whether we are converts or uh, we are, you know, ch children of, of the covenant. Uh, there are the pioneers can be great examples if we are converts, but also if we're children of the covenant, think about what your parents, your grandparents and whoever, the sacrifices they made so the gospel could be in your life today. Uh, it's an important point. Then in verse nine, uh, we learn to rely on the Saviour. He says, Oh, remember, remember, my sons, the words which King Benjamin spake unto this people. Yea, remember that there is no way nor means whereby man can be saved only through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ who shall come. Yea, remember that he cometh to redeem the world. And that I can remember those words from Mosiah. They were fantastic words. Um, Elder Richard G. Scott spoke about our part in this and how the Saviour makes it possible. He said, quote, Full repentance is absolutely essential for the atonement to work its complete miracle in your life. By understanding the atonement, you will see that God is not a jealous being who delights in persecuting those who misstep. He is an absolutely perfect, compassionate, understanding, patient and forgiving father. He is willing to entreat, counsel, strengthen, lift and fortify. He so loves each of us that he was willing to have his perfect, sinless, absolutely obedient, totally righteous son experience indescribable agony and pain and give himself in sacrifice for all. Through that atonement, we can live in a world where absolute justice reigns in its sphere, so the world will have order. But that justice is tempered through mercy attainable by obedience to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Close quote. So we know that in order to, to keep pride out of our lives, we need to recognise our complete reliance on the Saviour, that he is the way that we can have this, this life where we are able to make progress. And even if, you know, even if we're not making big mistakes, we should be recognising that we need him at all times and in all days so that he can lift our burdens from us. Uh, in verse 11, uh, in fact, um, he talks about repentance um, and how, you know, the, the father redeems people from sins because of repentance. Um, Marcus B. Nash uh, said this, quote, each of us needs to repent to some degree or another. To repent means to make real changes in your life the Saviour desires you to make for your happiness. Repentance is the great enabling principle of the gospel. When your faith in the Lord causes personal change, such action on your part, as Helaman states, bringeth you unto the power of the Redeemer, unto the salvation of your souls. As you seek to change, remember that our loving Saviour, as Alma states, has all power to save every man that believeth upon his name and bringeth forth fruit meat for repentance. This is powerful, liberating, hope-filled doctrine. Close quote. And finally, after all of that, um, we of course know Helaman 5.12 where we need to build on the Saviour as the rock of our faith. And it's interesting that when we talk of pride, uh, we talk about pride leading to a fall. 
But if we build on our Saviour, who is the rock of our faith and is the, the rock that we should build our, our faith on, um, then we, can, we will not fall because of the rock upon which we are built. Um, I think that, that you know, the language that's used there is very specific. Uh, and Helaman, when teaching his sons Nephi and Lehi, was aware of the prideful nature of the Nephites. And he wanted his sons to build on the rock of the, of the Redeemer so they would not fall. Uh, when those trials came. I think that sometimes when we think of the shafts and the whirlwind, which are spoken of in Helaman 5.12, we think about trials and difficulties. But I think also it is the, you know, the the temptation or trial of, of pride. Uh, and as we've learned, you know, if there's anything we've learned over the past three or four days, is that pride certainly is one of the most dangerous things that we can have in our lives. And so perhaps, you know, praying, um aiming to keep the commandments, recognizing our reliance on the Saviour and repenting daily whilst building on our faith our faith on the rock of the Saviour is the key. Uh, and as we do that in our personal lives, hopefully you know our loved ones around that, us will see that and attempt to do the same in their lives. And that impact can be felt for generations to come. So yeah, we've talked a lot about pride over the last few days. There's, I'd also recommend you looking at the talk from Dieter, Elder, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, Pride and the Priesthood, who I'm not, which I'm not going to refer to or go through uh, on this study podcast. There's just so much to get through on that. Uh, but I would recommend it. It's a great talk. Uh, and so thank you for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, please do follow, rate, subscribe, review uh, the podcast. It'd be wonderful to hear from any listeners on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, would be great to uh, hear your thoughts and your your things that you've been studying. And please do email session at gmail.com if you have any feedback or if you'd like to join on a future podcast episode. That would be wonderful and exciting. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>